saying show it's me a beautiful day. You have a, no, no, even dumb people say smart you things. You are I can't now. Right now. Fuck out of you my face. I'm too stupid. Logical, non-religious answer. I'm a Mennonite. of Choctaw. Play devil's advocate. Are we good? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back to the 23rd episode of the Devil's Advocate Podcast. Whoa. That was terrible. Ew. <laughs> Drinking a day-old beer looks fun. It was very flat. Ew. Very flat. Like gives but me chills of disgust. We've got to get there and enjoy today's podcast. Oh, they will enjoy the podcast. Uh, this is going to be the best year of their lives. It will. And it's going to be the best year of my life. Yep. Now that you're single, the way oh. you should be. This is your literal therapy session. You're right. So I broke up with my girlfriend. So sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad, you know. Um, she cried like a bitch and everything. Okay, come on. Let's have some respect. I did like her as a human being. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I did take her side when you broke up with her. I know you did, which is insane because you wanted me to break up with her I for know. so long. I know. It was rather shocking, even to me. But yeah, I'm back out on the market, baby. Talking about trying new things. Probably when this drops, we'll be about a week away from going to New York. Oh, yeah. What day is that? The 27th. We leave January? The yes. We leave the 27th of January. We come back the 29th. Hmm. Only be there for two days, but nice. Uh, this is my first time in New York. Oh, yeah, you've been before. Yeah, I forgot that it was your first time. Yeah, that's one of the biggest reasons you're going because it is definitely a detriment to your wallet. Yeah, 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 it is. I love you, I appreciate it. I mean, I could just hit up a chick and take some random chick. I'm sure a random chick would love to go to New York. Uh, no, but I'm super, I'm, I'm fucking excited to go. Oh, no, it's gonna be awesome. What? I mean, and so, we should maybe mention what we're doing. We're going to see Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. And let me just put it out there. I know Joey Diaz will, he'll, he won't hear this, but Joey Diaz brought me to comedy. Joey Diaz was there for my lowest moments, and he brought me to some of my highest moments. He has great motivation. Like his motivational speeches fucking get you there. He's so intense. Totally putting a clip in. Please put a clip in of some of his motivation. Monday motivation, any of them. They're so good. Fuck ISIS. Fuck terrorists. Fuck turbans. Fuck everybody. I hate all you motherfuckers. We're fucking Americans. That means nobody fucking stops us. He gets you there. He gets you in the zone. When I was freaking out on acid, he had an acid podcast that fucking kept me down because he's a fucking G. He is the best. I love him. I want to see his comedy so bad. I followed or the Church of What's Happening Now. Uncle Joey's joint. I've seen him every time he's been on Joe Rogan. <laughs> Uncle Joey's joint. Uncle Joey's joint, baby. He has the number one best-selling weed in Los Angeles, home of the weed. Shout out to Joey Diaz. I am so excited to go see you. This is a dream come true for me. Is that joint podcast like a reference to weed? Yeah, Uncle uh, Joey's uh, joint. Uh, uh. Don't. I'm not sure if there's anything I've been more excited to go see. I was super excited to see Tom Segura. I am five times more excited to go see Joey Diaz. Wow. I, I, at least. I fucking love him. He legitimately, like the worst time in my life, he's what brought me happiness on a daily basis. I fucking love that guy. And 
I won't get super drunk at the comedy show this time so that <laughs> I can remember part of it. <laughs> but there is a bar at our hotel, so you best believe I'm your boy getting drunk after the Joey Diaz concert. Yep, and then you're going to piss all over some random person. <laughs> or yourself. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, so I did want to mention yesterday, you posed a question to me, and this is not about peeing on each other. Although we haven't discussed that yet, I'm sure one day we'll discuss peeing on each other, and, mm. you know, completely platonically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see when that comes, but maybe for the podcast, we'll start in OnlyFans. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want us to start in OnlyFans, please let us know. Yeah. It'll be Patreon only, so you have to go through Patreon, maybe like the lowest tier, and huh. then we'll tell you what our, our OnlyFans is, and it'll be like five bucks a month. And we'll do completely naked podcasts, just our dicks hanging out. We'll piss on each other. Piss on each other. We'll eat each other's shit. You know, <laughs> finger our assholes. We'll, whatever you want. Whatever you want. But the question you posed to me yesterday is, if you murdered someone, would I help hide the body? And I would not. Yeah, no. Disappointing. I don't, I don't think it should be disappointing. Because here's my case. I love you, man, but I can't go to jail for you and I help you hide the body and it's found out that you murdered them and they somehow can like my, my pubic hair was like found at, on the seat, <laughs> not on the body, not on the body, not on the body, but like on the seat of the car <laughs> that we drove to go hide the body. And then like my fingerprint was on a shovel that was snapped in half and fried I go to jail for helping you for like 40 years because I'm complicit in the murder and I helped hide them. But that wouldn't happen. But it definitely could happen. It could, but it won't. It definitely could happen. But it wouldn't. No, but that's actually what every murderer in the entire history of murderers <laughs> always says. <laughs> that's what every murderer does. And I would also like to point out that usually when friends pose this hypothetical question, it's like, this would never happen. The likelihood that one day mm. you might have a dead body in your car isn't zero. Nor would I say it's below 5%. <laughs> so, so that makes me need to answer truthfully just so that you know <laughs> I can't help you with this. Now, I do want to say I'm not telling, but you have to keep me the least amount involved as possible. <laughs> you can hint. You know, you can make strong suggestions, but you can't be like, hey, Alex, I got a little crazy at the club last night. I was talking to this dude. We got an argument about Christianity and his head's in my backpack right now. So... But I can't help you do that, man. I can't help you cover up a murder. Now, why is that sad to you? But just because, just so the audience knows, if it was reversed, I would help. You would. You would. But I, I, I think that's, I think you would help, like, I feel like you'd help, like, your principal of your old school. Like, I think you just want to help hide a body. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Like, I feel like it's not, like, because I'm a great friend and that we're really close and that we're great Well, buds. I wouldn't do it for anyone. I, yeah, not anyone, but I feel like if you thought that they did kill someone and you thought they really did want to get away with it, you'd probably, like, be like, I at least have some helpful advice. 
I wouldn't give them advice. You wouldn't give them advice? No. Would you turn them in? Principal no, of your school. Not unless it benefited me. The principal of your school. Of wherever you went. Their, their principal in high school. Yeah, I wouldn't help them. Would you turn them in? I probably would have said something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that makes me feel slightly better that you'd help me. Yeah. But there's no one I'm help, helping with a murder. I'm not helping my mom with a murder. I, can't, I don't like blood. I, it's too icky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seeing you when we watched that last Your Mom's House Live with Tom Segura. Uh, Shout out Your Mom's House Live. God, that was such a great one. Uh, let's talk about some of the clips that happened there that made me want to die inside. Yeah, your queasiness at the end was just beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it ruined yeah. your whole night. It did. It did. I actually stayed up most of that night. And then I made it better for me. <laughs> How'd you make it better? Oh, wait. No, I didn't that day. Oh, that okay. was the next day. Uh, yeah, so on that, were a lot of things we're used to, you know, buttholes coming out of people. People eating shit. People eating shit, throw Prolapsed up. Prolapsed anuses. Prolapsed anuses, of course. A guy scissoring himself actually with scissors in his dick hole. Like, normal things that most people watch. And then... Um, if you're a Tom Segura listener. If you're Tom Segura, yeah. But then they showed a few clips. Hmm. Your and, favorite kind of clips. My least favorite. Good old snuff films. Snuff films, which we learned. We learned why they're called snuff films. Yeah. You're snuffing the life out of the person. Isn't yeah. that beautiful? I mean, snuff is to put out or extinguish. That was a joke. It's not beautiful. It Snuff means to extinguish or put out, and you do that to the people, and that's why it's called a snuff film. And that just that stopped being murder videos, and that's just like all human death videos. It's all snuff films. That's what they're called. And Tom Segura didn't necessarily play people dying right then. Well, I guess one of them definitely did die in that moment. Like you, all of them did. Not all of them. All of, two of them. Uh, two of two of the three. Which two? So the worst one was a guy that got trapped in like a lathe or something, something that spun really fast. Oh yeah. And he got trapped in it, and you just saw his body fucking swinging in circles over and over until his body just came apart. Yeah. He died. Yeah. He might have. Maybe. No, I think he probably most definitely died. No, yeah, even Tom was like, yeah, none of those people survived. And the giant smile on his face after that <laughs> just made yeah. my night. It was very much U.S.-esque. Like, I love Tom Segura. Very Ben-esque. Um, Tom is my favorite comedian. Really? He's yeah. your favorite number one? Mm -hmm. Either him or uh, Louis C.K. maybe. Louis C.K. Bill Burr is a good contender. They all have that angry, sarcastic vibe about them. And that's definitely my type of person. <laughs> I think Louis is the, less, the least angry. Yeah. But yeah, definitely agreed. one of the funniest, even though he got canceled or whatever the fuck. But he's, he's making a, a strong comeback yeah, now. Yeah. He really is. I mean, yeah, fuck cancel culture. Fuck cancel culture, man. We don't do that shit around here. No. No, we, no, yeah, we can't support cancel culture because no, no. we've probably said some things and this actually could bring us to something else, but I don't know if you want to talk about this in a future episode, but separating the art from the artist. Yeah, I was going to talk about it on artistic intent, but we can touch on it briefly now too. Yeah, so I think we both have the same kind of feelings about it. You definitely should separate the art from the artist. Yeah, and that doesn't mean ignore 
past wrongs of theirs or no. ridiculous stances that they possess, such as a great example, Kanye West. What a ridiculous, ridiculous man. He has made horrible remarks, horrible anti-Semitic remarks, and I think he's just going insane. Like He's no, just yeah. actually going insane. Yeah, I actually think Kanye is just going completely crazy and that he has some sort of serious either diagnosed or undiagnosed mental disorder and has also for some reason aligned himself with a horrible crowd of people like the Trump cult and the MAGA shit. And now I think with his like whole divorce with Kim Kardashian, I think it's kind of just sent him off the edge, like being being in the spotlight, you know, all of it together. And despite his weird new fetish for Nazism and Confederate white people, you know, both two of the biggest losing groups in history, by the way, you know, the whole world kind of hates those two groups more than any other group, deservedly so. And for some reason, he's just like, yeah, those two groups, that's the ones that I like. (laughs) It's an, it's an interesting choice of group. I I mean, it's weird. Like, how do you get Confederate neo-Nazis? Like, I just, I don't understand. It's like the biggest losers in history were just like, oh, let's, Let's band together since we're such fucking losers. Like, they're pathetic. They're just pathetic. And you lost, bitch. Just die off. Like, just die off. Society will be better off. In what way was it okay, in his mind, for him to go on for one Alex Jones's show. Okay, hold up, hold up. Okay, yeah, you know, we have to talk about how it's a serious problem if Alex Jones is the voice of reason in your interview. Well, here's my thing. I'd go on Alex Jones's podcast today. Yeah, but he wouldn't be the voice of reason in the show. Who knows? I can get pretty off the walls, man. Yeah, but it would be a bit. It would be a bit. Intentionally made to drive him mad. But I would love to go on his podcast. But yeah, I mean... Real quick tangent. Speaking of bits, I want to go down a little tangent here about bits. This is something I've loved doing recently. And that is fucking with the MAGA people at work. So, you know, they come in and that Kool-Aid man thing is just awesome. It's awesome. Yes. So like, the Kool-Aid man thing is a meme. Yeah. That this you is, showed I, me. I found it on Facebook one day and it was a meme. <laughs> And it was a picture of the Kool-Aid man, like from the ads, and it said with the caption, telling my conservative cousin that they changed the Kool-Aid man into the Kool-Aid they, just to watch him have a meltdown. And I was like, that is fucking beautiful. Like, because I remembered, you can just tell a conservative MAGA type QAnon person. Anything. Anything. Yeah. That schools have litter boxes that they might agree with, and they'll just believe it because, for one, they don't believe in fact checking because the liberals have tainted all the internet or something, except the ones that they trust. And yes. two, they're not exactly good at questioning things in the first place because, you know, doubting is the devil tempting them to question things. So they're kind of taught to just believe whatever they're told and that everything that they aren't told is fake news. And so, you know, they're not exactly likely to question anything. Their immediate response is just going to be an emotional trigger. I just love to go up to them and say things like now, did you hear what the Democrats are doing now? Like this past week, what they passed in our state, 
no less. Now they think that the Kool-Aid man can't just be a man. He has to be the Kool-Aid they. And you just watch him melt down. Yep. Just fucking fully melt down. And this is the line that triggers them. Because they don't want to offend anyone that might not identify as a man or a woman. And they just fucking lose it. Like, it's an immediate... They're just like... Biden, Biden, it's all Biden. And, uh, this immediately, every time they're like, they just start ranting about Biden. They're like, oh, this country just needs Trump or Biden. Like, Jesus in school. Every time, no, they rarely even bring up Christianity. Like, hmm. it's almost always just Biden. They're just like, they're like, I'm like, uh, it's just hilarious. Like, I get so much joy out of watching them like have a fucking seizure in their mind and knowing that I have ruined their day. Yeah. Like, I hope that every morning they see me and I absolutely ruin their day. Like, I want them to leave so miserable and angry about fake bullshit simply because they are a bigoted, racist, magic-believing cunt that I have zero fucking respect for. Now, I will say not all of them are all of those things. No, but all the people that I can get triggered with stuff like that are. Usually, usually. And I do want to point out because we try to stay as middle aligned as possible. This bit is just as easy to play on the other side. Oh, yeah. Go to a super liberal person. Tell them Trump won governor of any state. Oh, yeah. They're believing it. And yeah. they will fucking write a Facebook, Twitter post and get mad. I mean, it's just a, it's a fun game to play with all of your not friends. It's a fun game to get in and just people you know aren't good at reading or looking up anything. Just Even tell- though they have yeah. an infinite number of resources, more than any generation in all of the existence of humanity, but for some reason they don't exercise that infinite power that they possess right yeah. in their pocket, typically. Just say some bullshit. It, make it up. Whoever it is, just make some shit. Just Trump... Test it. Yeah, yeah Trump Test moved it. to Brazil, and now he's the leader of Brazil. They'll believe it. Fucking... What you just said, yeah, there's, there's litter boxes in school bathrooms because what if they are identify as a cat? I mean, it'll just make people mad. That, that one, I've been hearing that one for almost a year now. It's been coming back up. Where, where they start saying that there are litter boxes in schools locally. And the idea that that is occurring is fucking absurd because it's not. It's, it's just not. not happening. Like in, there is no version of this reality presently where any school that I have ever witnessed or heard about would ever do such a thing. Like, imagine. Like, they don't seem to take any time to even imagine the absolute ludicrousy of such a statement. But, so what? Are they renovating the bathrooms? Who's cleaning the litter box? Do you think there's a janitor Coming in and getting, like, is it an auto-cleaning litter box? Do they have a big serrated shovel that has holes in it? Like, you, like, yeah, it's like you don't think that the janitor's going to complain about having to scoop out litter Pee of what sort? Cat litter? And then there's just human turds in the litter? Where do you like, put it? Is it in a stall? Did they remove the toilet or something for them to put it in there? Or is the child just, you know, a minor child just sitting in an open fucking bathroom, shitting. Now, if you were a cat, would you prefer a stalled litter box? Yeah, of course. You, you see, if I was a cat, and I don't, I'm not a cat. 
They like seclusion. If they, I, they, don't, if, they don't like being watched. If I was a cat, I think I'd prefer an open. Uh, like a corner, maybe. Or maybe my own bathroom altogether where just like all the cats can hang out and we can all like pee. Is it separate? Here's a good question. Are they, is it one big litter box or a lot of small litter boxes? Did they just turn the whole bathroom into a litter box? Because, well, you got to think if it's a lot of small litter boxes, you can't clean that once a day. How many times are, you have a thousand kids in a school. You can't be clean. I mean, that is shit on shit on shit. You got to clean this litter box like every hour. And now we're having to hire janitors at like $27 an hour because now they got to clean up shit every hour. And these small litter boxes. And if it's a big litter box, how do you, do you have to have special shoes to walk in the litter box to be able to get the corner? There are a lot of questions that seem to go un, unasked. Yeah. And, and not only that, but there's zero plausibility to anything of that nature. Now I will say, I don't know about you, but I have done what we just said because I haven't looked up if there are any litter boxes in any schools. But I doubt that there are. I'll look it up right now, actually. We could solve this right now. Because, like you said, we have an infinite number of resources at our fingertips. So, and I am going on Google, by the way. I'll tell you the source that I find everything. Mm, NBC News does say it's an urban myth. Oh, but you know how NBC is. Of course. Fake news. Fake news. They would never tell us the truth. Uh, PolitiFact says that it's fake, but I mean, PolitiFact, that's obviously screwed. I mean, yeah, it has the word fact in the name. Yeah. The Um, liberals, everybody knows the liberals want to make alternative facts. The Guardian, I mean, the Guardian is is so corrupt. So, I I mean, they say it's not there, but of course, that that means it's there. They're in another country, but they're obviously biased against the Democrats. Like, uh, you know. Of course, they're, they're, nothing they say is true. So everything that I am finding... Oh, wait, here it says that there are... this. Okay, this says that there are litter boxes in schools. So our new source of news is Wikipedia. So, which seems the most viable, really. because oh, that was a, on Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> which of course it is, because that's a collection of people. Yeah, because that way all the smartest people in the world can get together and, you know, write whatever they want. Yeah, for free. And it's always true because, you know, everything you read on the internet's a fact. Unless it's from the Democrats. And then it's just inherently of the devil. And it's encouraging the QAnon Hollywood pedophile Democrat plot or something. They're eating babies. I mean, they're eating babies. Yeah. We need to turn back to God. But anyway, it's just the absurdity of, of these. Things that they say. And just the fact that they are so gullible makes it so much better because you can just say anything. Oh, yeah. And I love to trigger You them. can just make up anything. It's, it's awesome. beautiful. But yeah, so that's been, my, that's been one of my enjoyments recently over this past month is, is just settling into uh, fucking with people that are stupid and don't deserve the time of day. So getting back to the main point, Alex Jones and Kanye. <laughs> yeah. I think you had something to say about Alex Jones maybe being the voice of reason or something. So yeah, yeah, in that clip, Alex Jones did seem like the voice of reason, kind of calling Kanye a little crazy, Uh, which is (laughs) when Alex Jones calls you crazy and you're not, well, he does call a lot of people crazy, but when he has a valid point on why you're crazy, it 
does seem a little like you might want to get your mental health checked. Just maybe go to a therapist. Maybe get on some meds, do something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he shouldn't necessarily be the voice of reason. As much as I do actually love Alex Jones, I love listening to him. He's fucking, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's hilarious. To listen. Yeah. Because uh, he's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Oh yeah. I'm and, not denying that. But getting back a Watching little farther. Like, nearly have a seizure over something that's fake is exactly the reason why I perform the bit that I do. Like, that's exactly why. Like, yeah. watching them, like, sweat and cry and just fucking steam just blow out of their ears. They immediately all have Parkinson's and they're shaking and sweating. Like, they're stuttering and just fucking, like, snots flying out of their nose. They're just like, Biden! I love it. It's just... <laughs> but uh, going back to the main pain point, separating artists from art. So Kanye is obviously going a little bit off the wall right now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't... In- he has great fucking music. Yeah, I do love his music. A lot of his music's great. A lot of it's also really shitty, in my opinion. But I don't think that that makes it bad, necessarily. I just don't prefer a lot of it. I haven't deep-dived in his music. But what I've heard, I really do genuinely enjoy. I think he has a good voice. I think he has some good lyrics. I like like his music, um, from what I've heard. Yeah, and And I think especially when he first began. Yeah, that's when people love the old Kanye. They always talk about the old Kanye. Yeah, and... Um, because he deservedly got to the spot that he's at. You know, yeah. like he did work his ass off for it. And he does have lots of these entrepreneurial ventures where he only allows himself to be the sole creative, you know, venturer. Yeah. And it's all his vision and he does things the way he wants to do them. And we'll talk about it in artistic intent, but that's what bold art's supposed to be. It's yeah. supposed to be that type of thing where. You know, he has command of his vision, and that's a lot of times what makes him such the, the eccentric, weird person that he is, because artists are typically the crazy people. Yeah. And it, and and he's gotten crazier. Yeah, his vision has <laughs> been skewed, possibly, or maybe exacerbated from what it used to be, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy his music. Now, there is a very popular argument, but you're still giving money to that person. And I, I do agree with that argument, not necessarily with Kanye, because... I don't really care about the sense I'm giving him from my very like once a year listens for enjoying his music. But let's, let's say someone like Bill Cosby. Now he had a lot of great shows. Fat Albert, one of my favorite movies. I fucking love the movie Fat Albert. Um, but you could definitely say you're, you're still lining his uh, pockets with money from watching his old art. And I would say that's a valid argument. Mm-hmm. Pirate the movie. <laughs> You never hear a lot of people talking about how great pirating music and movies is because it's usually not because you are taking money away from that artist. If you don't like an artist, just pirate their stuff. Don't tell people they can't listen to him. If you hate Kanye right now, pirate all of his music and sell it for your benefit. That is the new movement. It's pirating music selling. Oh, I'm going to play devil's advocate to that. Let's not do that because <laughs> that's how you get arrested for theft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful. You wanted me to help you hide a body. I and you're telling you people. Hypothetically, ask you to hide a body. Listen, all I'm saying is I may have pirated a couple of movies in my day. 
Okay, oh, wow. maybe a couple. I've only pirated a couple thousand songs in my day. Yeah, I mean... But see, that was before the golden age of the streaming services, yeah. which <laughs> did take a lot of money out of artists' pocket. So yeah, maybe not pirating their music, but I think a question that was posed to me recently was something along the lines of, well, if they're alive today and you're directly helping them, then maybe there could be an issue taken with it, depending on what it is. So that's when you pirate them. And versus someone who is long dead, like Michael Jackson. Dang, I was going to bring it up. Michael Jackson! Yeah, I mean, you know, he was going to come up either way, just like he did on all those little boys. (laughs) And he did it. We all know he did it. Well, okay. Just look at him. Let me play devil's advocate. Let me me play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate. All right, yeah, come to that fucker's defense. There is... No proof that he did it. He was never convicted. We can't say he did it. We can only speculate that he did it. Just like OJ possibly killed a woman. He didn't. Legally. <laughs> Legally, he didn't. But, you know, you know, they, maybe the glove didn't fit, but maybe it might have. <laughs> um. But yeah, let's talk about. It. So that's a good point. If they're still alive today, it can it can be a problem to be lining their their pocket with money. Um, and in that case, I stand by my point. Fucking pirate music. I don't give a fuck. Be careful, but pirate it. Have fun. Get out there. Do some illegal shit. Live life a little bit. Go buy a streaming service. Support artists. Does that okay? Do streaming services? Is that based on view per channel? So, like, if you listen to someone's music through a streaming service, does that give them money? Yes? Yeah. Okay. But very little. Don't use streaming services to listen to bad people's music. Just pirate it. Just fucking pirate. Or go watch it on someone's, some, like, weird lyric YouTube video. Because that lyric YouTube video can't be sending them money. If it's, like, a, like, S God 3372 underscore 69 420. If they post and it's like a really shitty, like the lyrics aren't even with the actual lyrics. It's like a couple verses behind. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like that's not lying in their pockets. Go listen to it there. Yeah. Just try to avoid the main places to listen to it. So you don't line their fucking pockets. But if they're dead, I mean, free range. I mean, what's so bad about fucking lining up Michael Jackson's estate now? Now it's just his family. His family didn't do anything fucking wrong. Yeah. And. A big point with this that I, I, I did want to come to, and this is kind of just jumping in it, but I really hate when people say you can't enjoy the art from an artist because of what they did. Like, I know, I don't know what happened, but I knew, I know a few years ago, there was a lot of stuff about this Mel- Melanie Martinez. I haven't heard this. Yeah. What I don't know it? what it was. I really don't. But I knew uh, that there was like, I heard people being like, you can't listen to her. She's a bad person. I don't know. But like, when someone makes art and it's good art, you can't just tell people that they can't enjoy that art. It's good art. It's beautiful. It's like when I, if three days grace, if they came out with a huge scandal, they fucking killed millions of people <laughs> dosing their cocaine with fentanyl. I don't fucking know. I'm still listening to three days grace. Maybe I changed the way I listened to them. Personally, I wouldn't, I mean, I mean a lot, but like, 
maybe it's morally accurate to only listen to them through these weird third-party things that probably don't guarantee them any money. But I'm not going to not like Never Too Late. I'm never not going to like Pain. They're fucking fantastic songs. It, they're fucking jams. Just because someone did something shitty, that's their life. You don't have to like the person. Yeah, you exactly. disconnect them. You listen to it. You look in a nice painting. You admire the painting. You're not... I mean, do you know anything about Vincent Van Gogh's life? Do I? Yeah, do you? Of course. I went to oh. the live exhibit in D.C. Um, well, do you know a lot about Leonardo da Vinci? Mm, a little bit, yeah. Do you know a lot about the guy who did the Sistine Chapel? Some. I mean, it's a trait of artists frequently to have issues. It's the, Creatives in general. Give me an artist you don't know anything about. Picasso. Picasso. Have you seen his artwork? Yeah. Do you enjoy his artwork? Yeah. Would your opinion of his artwork change if you realize he did some horrific things? No. Yeah, because that his painting isn't him. Yeah, no. His painting is just something he happened to create. Yeah. It's not his life story. It's not this big, oh, look at me. This is my artwork. These are my morals invested into paint. It's just a fucking painting. Yeah, although some people would argue that that is the case. I would disagree because I, you know, I do take the stance of separating art from the artist. But with that said, I think it's important to note, you know, the circumstance of the specific situation. It's sort of an investment of themselves into something but at the same time i think it's more important to have a respect and appreciation and an understanding for good storytelling and good creation first and foremost yeah i mean because when you're looking at it or listening to it or consuming it in any form it's not you know anything more than that you are simply consuming it. Yeah, it's... And re and receiving a reaction based on something. Yeah, and you either like it or you don't. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with... Who the Inherently, like, that could influence your perception of it, but inherently, the only things that affect you are the things that allow you to, that you allow to. It's, it, I, just, I just don't get it, I guess. The whole, you, like, hating, especially when people, like, Say you're a bad person for listening to music from someone who did something bad. It doesn't make you a bad person. It means you happen to like this song. Yeah. You happen to vibe with whatever the song is. And with that, I do want to delve in to our recent experience with Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Definitely. So we did kind of... I love Michael Jackson. I want to get that out there. Not as... Possibly not as a person, because there are some allegations. It might be a little damning. Uh, and I do not support. Yeah. However, he put out some fucking bangers. I am talking. Yeah, he did. He great did. music. And I, first off, a few months ago, you didn't even know about the allegations. No, you not didn't really. Yeah. I introduced you to Michael Jackson's allegations. You're welcome, by the way. And recently, a couple weeks ago, one of his songs came on 
it was on YouTube, so it was just playing random shit. And Michael Jackson came on, and it was a song, "Rock My World." I thought you played it. I think you played it. Did I play it? Yeah, because we were working on the website, and you put it on the TV, screencasting the video. To yeah, you rock my world, and and we were just we were just listening at first, yeah. like it was just. And I am not someone who has listened to excessive amounts of Michael Jackson. I don't know that much about his backstory. I don't know that much about his music other than his influence. And I think one of the first things that we mentioned was that you said that there was never going to be another artist that would hit his level there won't. Or, or could be that way. There won't. And I thought about it for a moment and I concurred. There's so much lore surrounding him. He's like this mythical figure in the music industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who doesn't, who doesn't know his name? Yeah. Anyone that is a fan of music in pretty much any capacity is at least familiar with the name yeah they've heard the they've it's heard in thriller. so many movies like so many references everywhere yeah he was and the thing about music back then is it wasn't streaming platforms like it was now it wasn't easy. it was less accessible it was way less accessible so when there was a banger it was everywhere it was on the radio he and he was the top tier of the top tiers he was the guy everyone knew michael jackson everyone knew thriller everyone knew billy jean Everyone knew everything about his life. Like, he was a fucking superstar of superstars. He closed down a mall to go shop in it. Do you know how insane that is? For you to have the power as a person with no political affiliation, you simply have so much money and fame that you go to a mall and you're like, hey, I need you to close your entire mall for an entire day and I'm going to walk around it with my security team because if not, I can't walk two steps. I mean, he was huge. And that I don't think that it can ever happen again because now there's streaming platforms. Now music is accessible. There is, yeah, there is not that air of mystery that can be generated yeah. now. And we're also in the, yeah, like the air of mystery. We're in the lives of all the musicians now. We know like, like Michael Jackson was kind of like he didn't put his personal life out there too much. It was just bangers and it was just dancing. Like his private life was pretty private for the most part, yeah. besides him dangling a child out the window. That was kind of public. Do you what? know you don't know about that? No. You don't know about that? What? Look is up the this? picture. Look up the picture. Michael Jackson, I forget the story, but he dangled some like infant out of a window. This he did do. I want to say it was his kid. <laughs> do you see it? What the fuck? <laughs> Jacko apologizes for dangling a baby out of a window. He said it was a terrible mistake. Yeah, it was. Did you see like the reason why or but anything? But did he fall? No. Pussies. He dangled his nine-month-old baby out the window in a way to connect with fans. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying this podcast? We fucking know you are. I'm sure they could enjoy it even more, though. All right, you negative asshole. I'm sure our lovely audience could enjoy it more by checking out our Patreon page. Ah, yes. Well, look at you solving problems. We've got multiple tiers to choose from, so there's not really any financial pressure. Thank you for that. 
And uh, whether it be early <laughs> access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive Patreon-only merch, or just listening to Ben and I ramble about the different types of orifices in the human body, our Patreon has a large variety of special content for very special people. Plenty of rambling. And don't forget, you rambling asshole, that that's far from all we're offering. We are creating video and audio comedy bits for TikTok and everything. Fuck TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Giving access to behind-the-scenes content and occasionally bringing on the coolest fucking guests ever amongst many other things. To check all of this out, go to patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. Again, that is patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. And maybe, Ben, if you weren't such a disgusting pothead, you would have remembered to say that not only do we have Patreon exclusive merch, but we also sell a shit ton of merch to our general audience on our website. Yeah, no, maybe I should have remembered that because that is the best way that you can support us aside from subscribing to our Patreon. But you can check all of that out on our website, which is www.therealdevilsadvocatepodcast.com and find us on any of our social media platforms or streaming platforms with the tag The Real Devil's Advocate Podcast. And again, that is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.thereal.devil. S-A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Jesus. Autism. <laughs> so I guess he was like, look at my kid, everyone. But he was just dangling this nine-month-old. Yeah, I mean, he was crazy. But yeah. how do you not get crazy? How do you not get crazy when you're that famous? I know, yeah. Like, can you imagine that life? Like, you legitimately can't go please anywhere. No. You can't go to the middle of nowhere and not be like... No, it's a level of pressure that is absurd it's worse than the president yeah right there's more back in his heyday right back in jackson's heyday if the president walked down the street and on the other side of the street michael jackson walked down no one would be over where the president is everyone's looking at michael jackson but he was such a figure yeah the moonwalk the moonwalk he didn't create the moonwalk no, but he just popularized it. Yeah. You say moonwalk to anyone. You show anyone the movement. First thing they think of Michael Jackson. He coined it. Yep. He in, he didn't invent it, but he did. Yeah. His style of music. I mean, it. He is such an oddball in the music industry, and I know nothing about the music musical industry, but I can. He is like a Beethoven. Yeah. Of modern day. I agree. Is there anyone? Is there anyone in the last hundred years you think you think has been bigger than Michael Jackson? Yeah, the Beatles. You think the Beatles were bigger? A hundred percent. I don't think they were. There's absolutely zero question whether the Beatles were bigger. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Michael Jackson was like influenced by the Beatles. But you think the Beatles were bigger? You can yeah, you can trace almost anything back to the Beatles. But from, you, from metal bands to Billie Eilish. But you think they were more popular? Yeah, because hmm. basically no one did what they did in such a short amount of time with such diversity. But okay, here's my counterpoint. They like set the precedent on almost everything. They were the first band to ever like double track guitars, which is a staple in like they paved the way for the industry to exist. Now, I won't argue that, but, but here's my argument. Here's my argument. Yeah. Devil's advocate. If you played me 15 Beatles songs, I might be able to tell that two of them were Beatles. Yeah. 
I think that's pretty common. If you go to anyone and you have them listen to fucking Yellow Submarine or or let, let's just say a less popular Beatles song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. If you have While My Guitar Gently Weeps play, I don't think most people are guessing the band. I'd say less than 50%. But if you take fucking Rock My World, it's such a Jackson style. Oh, yeah. It's such hit, like everyone knows his music, which is why I dare to say that although the Beatles probably, and I'll just go with you because you're more in the music, he, the Beatles definitely influenced music more. I do think Jackson as a figure was more popular. As a persona, what are you finding out? I see you doing some research over there. Uh, so I guess basically due to the difference in their time periods, it's very difficult to say because the Beatles hit like a billion record sales before, you know, in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And which is insane. Which is impressive. pretty much what Michael Jackson did in a 20 year career, but they did it in eight years. Damn. Okay. Okay. But the Beatles entire career was less than eight years. Really? Yeah. Their entire career? Yes. Jeez, From okay. their start to the end, it was less than eight years. That is pretty Where insane. they released like more albums than pretty much anyone at the time, basically. So Thriller is the best-selling album of all time. Really? Mm hmm Followed by? Um, Does it say? If not, I can look Back it up. in Black by ACDC. Would not have guessed in a million years. And that's... They're, those are two years apart in 82. Following that, you have Whitney Houston, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, Eagles, Greatest Hits, oh. Eagles, Hotel California, Shania Twain, Fleetwood Mac, and the Bee Gees. Can we just take a second? All great bands, by the way. But can we just take a second to like just suck the dick of the Eagles right now? The Eagles are great. They are so... Dust in the Wind is one of the best songs I've ever heard, and I haven't heard it in so long that I'm listening to it tomorrow on the way to work. It's such a good song. Dust in the wind. Oh, Kansas? Oh, that's Kansas? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not that song. I'm so sorry. I'm, I look like such an idiot now. I just praise the, the Eagles. Okay, so, yeah, in that span of eight years or whatever... The Beatles released 12 studio albums, 54 compilation albums, and 36 EPs. Damn. They were working. 22 video albums, six live albums. I do oh, want to well. say the Beatles sold 177 million albums. Sorry, worldwide album sales top 600 million. Michael Jackson over 400 million. So I guess the Beatles would be more popular. I'm eating shit in this. But they also have years of time in ahead. That is also but true. But their career is the, the crazy yeah. part is that they did it in such a short time years. and then still only got bigger after they weren't even a thing. Yeah. Like they got even more famous once they stopped. <laughs> Scarcity. Yeah. But anyway, so like I just I have some notes from someone, uh, one of my producer friends on the Beatles. Uh, this was a, a post that he had posted. Um, he, he, he said that you don't have to like the Beatles if they aren't your vibe. But the reason they're considered one of the greatest artists of all time is due to these following reasons. 
The unprecedented culture shock of their success, both initially and even after, the sheer number of famous hits that they've had, slash the sales, slash chart records that they've broken, how fast they were able to write, accomplishing almost everything within seven years, and how radically they evolved during that time while only getting more popular. Because normally when an artist starts as something and then they change, they lose followers because they're like, oh, they're selling out or some shit. But they invented the idea of selling the fuck out. Like, they... Oh, so, anyway. The number of people who have cited them as inspiration is, like, astronomical. So, like, some of the things that they were the first musicians to ever do in a popular song. They were the first people to ever have a flanger. They were the first person to ever have backmasking in the song, to sample thing, to loop anything. They're to, the first to loop? Mm-hmm, to have guitar feedback, to have double tracking on guitars or Verispeed effects to slow down time while it was happening. They were the first to ever print lyrics on an album, to have songs merge into each other, to ever put a hidden track at the end of the album. And they didn't invent concept albums, but they made it a competitive thing that made other artists and labels think about albums as whole pieces rather than the collection of individual songs. Oh, that's how it used to be. It used to be like just a collection of random songs. Mm-hmm. And and they created this cohesive unit and sold it as like a packaged product. Like, the album is is the album is the album. The songs make up the album, mm-hmm. not the Wow. Yeah, so they kind of pioneered that or at least made it something that other people aspired to because of their success. Shout Other out people the were fucking like, Beatles, man. Maybe uh, I need to listen to them more. Yeah, uh, so here's some more. <laughs> the innovations in songwriting, uh, like led by their tempo and meter changes, the atypical song structures, abstract lyrics, which were like breaking every rule, not in a classical sense, but in the rock world, it was like a total shakeup for that. Um, the catalog is extremely diverse, they pioneered the use of film to promote their music and they kind of laid the groundwork for the foundation of a lot of modern music videos. Um, (laughs) Said their academic credentials, thanks to their adventurous music theory tricks and conscious lyrics, their avant-garde cred, thanks to the acid and Yoko, the massive influence on leaders of the hippie zeitgeist of the sixties, including the popularization of Hindu philosophy in the West. Hmm. The fact that they did all this while remaining relatively family-friendly and relatable and while delivering an agreeable message of peace and love. Um, and then something else he said that obviously what they did wouldn't have been possible without their own influences because all art is built on other art. Mm-hmm. And so they were far from the only innovators of their time, but they had more cumulative impact than any other single act before or after. And what they proved is that pop music can be anything you want it to be. That's beautiful. Yeah, Um, and I didn't really know much of that because I am not a huge fan of the Beatles. I like the songs that I like, and I haven't truthfully delved into it much. I've heard about a lot of songs, but I don't really... I couldn't name them and listen to a lot of them off the top of my head. I can name two. (laughs) I can name two Beatles songs. But I will say, uh, Yellow Submarine. Uh, I know there's another one. But I can't remember that. But and then also, um, while my guitar, guitar gently weeps. But I do. I don't know if they wrote it. Part some part of me tells me it was a cover, but that could just be me bullshitting myself. But it is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Yeah, like it makes my. I talked to you about this like a week ago. 
uh, it's, there are certain songs that make me want to cry, and that is one of them. While my guitar gently weeps. Do Do you have a preference on which Beatles singer? Do you like? Pa- I have no McCartney idea. I have or, no idea uh, the difference. Uh, I know two I songs. I prefer Paul McCartney. Typically. And I do want to say about the song "My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yeah. Um. They had a 2012, I want to say, remaster of it with a new music video. One of the best. I take it back. The best music video I've ever seen. Hmm. It is art incarnate. I the the way everything's presented. It is so beautiful, and also the music in the 2012 remaster is a little different. Uh, there's not as much electric guitar or anything. It's very orchestral. It's, I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's violins. It's cellos. It's which, in artistic intent, we're talking about cellos, by the way, from Wednesday. Anyways, yeah. Um, oh yeah. But it is just it's so beautiful, and we just listened to four songs. Yeah, or so. I didn't really listen to the Beatles too much, but those four, I would never put it on to just like. No in a car or anything. But I think a big difference now between music nowadays and music back then, at least in my opinion, music nowadays is more to just like do life and listen to. Like I listen to like Lil Baby, but not for like the the lyricism from Lil Baby. <laughs> yeah, It's because like he kind of hypes me up. If I'm working out, it's nice. If I'm like cleaning up, like it's something to bob my head to. But I feel like music, like the Beatles, you sit down and like you put it on and that's your act. Your activity is the listening to the music. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting perspective. That's at least how I feel with a lot of older music. It's like like Pink Floyd. You sit down, you smoke weed, you listen to this album. With the Beatles, you sit down, you listen to their album. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of music nowadays is just really beautiful. I, I don't know if I'd use beautiful. Very nice pieces of artwork. Yeah. But you're listening to it just to listen to it to like add a little fun to yeah. life. That's true. Yeah, I guess I I have one more thing to add to separating art from artists than uh, and I had already written this down and that's something else that my friend said, which was his initial opinion on that whole thing was it was he had posted the context that I had just read to you all, or mm-hmm. he had posted the text that I just read, and the first comment on it was someone who either didn't care about all the things that he said and was incapable of looking past that as a precedent mm-hmm. or they ignored it entirely and didn't read it at all. And their first comment was, wasn't John Lennon racist AF though? Was he? Was he racist? You know, he did some things where he definitely shouldn't have done. But okay. But overall, he did. Can I tell you something? affects 0% of the music we just listened to and like how I enjoyed the cello in that music. Yeah, and like, you know, and that's what I'm saying about the racial stuff. Like, there were some things that he made questionable decisions on that he should have walked back on. And then he treated women like shit as well, which is a publicly known thing. And so those things are not good, but they are separate from the art that he was creating with the group. So my point is that it just bothered me that the very first comment is this poorly worded question seemingly only meant to antagonize or be contrarian to the points made in the post, which, yeah, it's which not- said 
absolutely nothing about the bad things that he did. This is a key point in this episode, is that artists are oftentimes not great people. That's the reason they create things is artists, because they have some sort of issue with things and need to express that, typically. Artists are crazy. Yes. Comedians, like paint, painters, fucking... Studio if, people, musicians, when like your life, directors. Yeah. When your life is, especially actors and directors, can I just say, but like when your life is creating something and you think that thing is enough to live off of because it's so like unique to be unique you have to be weird you have to be an oddball you have to be kind of a crazy fuck so it's no wonder artists are fucking crazy yeah no you like can this has been true since the beginning yeah and you can call them out when they're crazy yeah like we're all calling out kanye right now he's being fucking insane yeah but that doesn't mean he doesn't make bangers no it's not what that means agreed and so there will always be parts of the art yeah like I was saying earlier, that some of it is inherently put into the project. It's like I've said before on past episodes where when I am working with an artist, not, a, a, not I mean, it could be, but in this context, I'm using a musical artist. When I'm working with a musician or an artist of some sort, every project kind of takes a piece with you. And the farther up you go in studio production, the longer and more under pressure those projects become. And so as a result, each of those projects begins to take like a piece of you with it because it's this whole experience where you're interacting with these people and creating something that didn't exist before. And that is kind of in a way how those artists are putting a piece of themselves at that point in time into the art. And so... There are always going to be parts of their art in any form, again, now, that will directly relate to the artist's life in some way based on their interpretation of their experience. And then there are other parts that don't, mm -hmm. that have no bearing on the art they create. You know, for example, ideas that they've pulled from other artists, their influences. Like, and especially because there's, there's not just one, like, there's not one quality to one person. People are a lot of things. Yeah. So they can pour their heart into art about one thing in their life. And it, the racism or the sexism or whatever the fuck isn't coming through in that art because that's not the part of them. Although they might be sexist and racist, which is a horrible thing. Of course. The artwork itself isn't sexist or racist because it might just be about pain. It's an emotion they're trying to invoke using their themselves. Yeah. So it yeah, it is a part of them, but it, it isn't necessarily the worst parts of them are only the worst parts yeah. of them and it's like like i said before it's about respecting good storytelling about yeah. respecting someone else as a human's experience and that they do have a valid experience yeah like, everyone I mean, just has one life we have nothing we know nothing besides our lives really yeah and everyone's perception of things is different yeah some I mean, may be incorrect but it doesn't mean that they're not different yeah, like it doesn't mean you can't discuss everyone it. Everyone has the same thing, but yeah, agreed that discussions should occur. Because and, that comment, I'm sure it made you, I know it made you very mad, but it also like, it upsets me because not... Because now you've like, heard also what was said before, yeah, that and, what that comment was to, and it's like, what did any of those things yeah. have to do with this? Now, that's not to say we can't talk about this. 
we can't acknowledge this. But that and doesn't we can't, yeah, that doesn't know, mean ignore do things to prevent it in the future. But that doesn't mean ignore everything else and just focus on that. Yeah, people are a multitude of layers. We're like onions. As Shrek once elegantly put it, my dad says that so much. We're like onions. Uh, They just like there's so many layers, and you can discuss the bad parts, but discuss all the parts. And if most of the parts are bad, if all of the parts are bad, that's bad. Yeah. And most people don't like that art, but usually people like art because there's a good quality to whatever the art is. Something they can relate to, typically. Even if or the artist feel wasn't happy. great. And yeah, it's uh, like, it's equally pointless and stupid yeah, to the, the put someone on a pedestal and idolize them and ignore all of their bad deeds based on something that they're creating. But it's equally as stupid to, you know, boycott and burn all of their stuff and say, oh, we can't ever consume this because of something that they did that is not directly related to it. Because in either case, you're not learning anything. You're not experiencing anything new and you're not exposing yourself to things that could potentially shape your own opinions. And it makes you a weaker argumentative person. Like that comment, that comment did nothing. No. That, it's not a good argument. It wasn't about solving a problem. It was just to, it was creating, creating a problem. It's creating a new problem. Sure, it might bring something to life, which is cool, but it's not like any, like, where do you go from that? Yeah, it's like someone's obviously talking about something that they are passionate in, and your first instinct is to attack them for something that they like that's is irrelevant to them liking. Yeah, and since it's ignored so many points previously stated, you know it's not going to, like, that is their point. There is no arguing with that. Because being racist is wrong. It is wrong. Yes, of Which course. is terrible. And it's regressive and backwards and primal as fuck. Yes. but It's one it, of the most uncivilized aspects of humanity. But if that, that I sadly yeah, it's now don't think humans will ever get over. I th- but but we can agree it's to. terrible. Of like course. I think almost everybody can agree it's terrible. Yeah, because it's fucking stupid. It is stupid. It's it's but when it's a pointless divider. But when it that's is your such only a pointless reason to just divide people that are yeah. the same species. But when that's your only argument, when that's all you're going to say, there's no conversation. Then no, there's no because you've immediately you've already you come shut to down a conclusion anything. and blocked out all other potential. And even if there is other potential and other conclusion, you always win that argument because you always just go back to that. And you've already made up your mind. Yeah. Well, even like you can't argue that racism is bad. You can't argue that he might not be a bad person, but you're disregarding everything. You are just being like, here's my only point. This is the only thing I care about in anything. Yeah. There is no conversation. There is no argument. There is nothing. It is this point and this point only. And if you agree with me, you can't listen to his music. If you agree with me, you should boycott his music. And if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Yep. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why something else he said was that it is important that we study the relationship between the art and the artist. Like understanding how they got to a point where they could do whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like what role did that play? in what they were creating, you know? It's like, was what they were creating something that they were sincere about? You know, there's so many factors, like you said, that we don't actually know. Like, we don't know what they were trying to communicate, you know? And that just comes back to the complexity of human nature, that it's not just this simple binary answer that they're either good or evil, because that's just such a simple, easy way out of having to think and question things. Like, it's not that simple. Psychology has proven to us that it's not so simple. Humans are not just 
good or bad. Like th- yeah. they're a combination of so many things. Yeah. I mean, I know I, of course I know I'm a combination of both and I know a lot of my goods. And I also know that I have fucking horrible things about me. Like I know there's bad things to me. Everyone has I, Yeah. Everyone does. I have horrible things. Everyone has horrible things. You should work on these things, but that's not the, you can't just pick one horrible thing and say, oh, this is just who this person is. No. Because they can change. They can. That's the great thing about humans. They can also change. They can adapt and learn and realize that they have made mistakes and change their ways. Like, yeah. And I, I do want to get to a less serious topic for the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to say one of my bad traits is I love watching the people I love suffer. Which brings us back to Michael Jackson. I introduced you to Michael Jackson. Good old MJ. We listened to You Rock My World. We got so encapsulated in this music video. And thinking about the lore behind him and his mythical stance in music history. But like we were working, uh, as you've heard in the first episode of this season, we worked fucking hard on a website. I mean, hard. So we were working on this website probably the second week in a row. 10th, 11th, 12th day. Yeah. You know, four, five, six, seven, eight hours a day. Yep. And so we're working pretty fucking hard. We're not slacking off much. This song comes on. You start to listen to it. We both kind of stop typing. We're watching this video. And I'm just like, we're just t- admiring the absolute swag the, the of swag. his dancing. Like, as just, much as I hate the word swag. I know. The swag of the... And I suave. We talked about this uh, while we watched it. The almost perfect encapsulation of both masculinity and femininity in the mm-hmm. one, the character who is Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, the masculine of who he was in the video, and then the feminine of like his movements and his voice. Like such a beautiful dichotomy. The music video itself, the the scenes in it. There was one very odd scene I'll get to. Yep, it was such a beautiful music video, and you said which actually very much surprised me. You haven't felt this way about music since you started listening to Ghost, who is your favorite band. Not my favorite band, but one of my favorite bands that I've discovered this year. They were your top listened to, right? No. No? no. But they were. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, you like you really fell in love with them. Yeah. You only listened to it for two weeks. Yeah, because it's like the feeling of I have slept on this artist for a long time despite knowing about them very presently. Because Ghost is a very big band. Like, they're selling out fucking arenas yeah. worldwide and they're winning Grammys for, like, best metal performance and shit like that. Even though, you know, the metal community would not call them a metal band, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that they've been around for a long time and due to my involvement in the industry, I've known about them and just still did not really take anything. Into, but, you know, it does take a certain amount of evolution in one's yeah. music taste and experiences to get you to a point where you like something because sometimes it takes a few times when you, you hear something before you like it but that feeling that i got from having known about something but not really known how great it was and finally having that understanding click was the same experience that you gave me with michael jackson and it was like a light behind your eyes it was like a flame behind your like you lit up it was amazing to watch there was one red flag in the video there is a scene where everyone is touching Michael Jackson and they seem to be moaning and possibly coming. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking weird scene. It was very strange. But we, but because of the amazing video, 
And also that was somewhere in like the three quarter mark. So the music started up again. Yep. We both kind of forgot about that. Red yeah. Flag. Cause he started doing moonwalks and all yeah, that. he started dancing cool. He did his weird hat till he mm -hmm. was killing it, killing it. We both fell in love with the song. We played a new song. Cause now like you told me that you're falling in love with this Michael Jackson music. Yeah. So we play a, a new song, Billy Jean, whatever the fuck it was. We no, play it was uh, probably smooth criminal, smooth criminal. We played Smooth Criminal. Amazing song. Again, he video the killer. coin like all the way across yes. the place and it hits it. And as soon as it hits, that's when he starts walking. Like Beautiful. Again, the video. Epic. Everything. The music, the video, the choreography, everything. I mean, and perfect. his vocals are oh, yeah. insane. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just cannot. It was just insane. I mean, it, it, was amazing. it stands up to the test of time. Despite the fact that it sounds aged in some ways, it could still compete with modern songs as a just fucking objectively good song yeah it was amazing and we listened to another song and then we went through like quite a few uh, quite a few songs each one better than the last i mean wiping the floor beautiful choreography beautiful everything and then let me watch a live performance we watched the i'm gonna pull it up actually the so that they can look it up it was his halftime show yeah it was in when was this? 1993. This was in 1993. He did a, a halftime performance at the Super Bowl. Starts off fucking amazing, just yeah. like everything else. He is he's standing still on stage. Statue. Still is the only part of him that even slightly moves is his hair in the wind. It's like a feat I couldn't perform given a million especially in front of a million people. Yeah, and the way that that builds the suspense where the audience is just getting louder and louder, like yeah. wait, waiting. When is he going? What, what's happening? When's it's like, the, you can feel it. You can oh, yeah. feel it. And then all of a sudden he turns his head and you're like, fuck. And then he's frozen for another minute. And then the music starts playing. He starts fucking moonwalking. He does all his fucking shit. He is killing it. Killing the game. And then I say the following statement. They seem so much happier than... I was like, I know I said humanity seemed so much happier then. Yeah. Everyone's like bonding together. You were this like, guy, we need to get like back a legend. And I'm like, humanity needs another Michael Jackson. I'm like, that's what he, I'm like, cause I have been the one that's always like humanity's hopeless. We've argued about it so much. I'm like, humanity's fucking hopeless. We're doomed. No, nothing can save it. We're too far gone. You and, say this. And then I say humanity needs another Michael Jackson. That could be the yeah. solution. Like that's. And I shit you not, three seconds later, that song ends. So you're like, hey man, fucking, we need a new Michael Jackson. Song ends. And we notice he has a cane. And he, he a new song is like starting, right? Whatever. He, but it's, a, this is the so pause. The crowd does a little Wait, yeah, so we're first, yeah. So like there's this pause and he has this cane. And it's like, okay, there's a new build up to a new song. And he holds up his cane. And this white glitter shoots out from it. Oh, yeah. Which might look almost like a phallic Isn't that symbol. when the, the crowd starts yes. like, like turning things up to the sky to form like pictures in the crowd and stuff like that? Yeah. So, and each there's like little children <laughs> yeah, figurines. So he, he holds up a possibly maybe you might think it kind of looks phallic and it shoots out this white shit. And then one by one, sections of the Super Bowl, they start holding signs above their heads. So in the sky, you see pictures. And the pictures are cartoon drawings of children. 
and you see it happen to the entire stadium. And while this is happening, I look while at you. While it's happening, I'm just trying to think like this is normal. It's fine. <laughs> like I'm I'm not thinking about the children allegations. Yeah. And, and so you decide I'm going to talk about the children allegations. Yeah, I I said this seems a little rapey because like, it did. I'm like, you know, you could have just not mentioned it. You could have let me ignore that. But, you know, we went past that. We went past that. Because we were like, you know, it could still be a good performance. So the entire audience turns to kids. And which, again, kind of rapey. little weird. Then he gives a speech, right? He gives a, a small speech, speech. And then he starts his new song. The new st song starts playing. And you see a rumbling in the crowd. And you're like, I wonder what's going on. And all of a sudden, the emergence of thousands of children rush the stage. Their parents just pushing them, just go. Funneling them straight from to all Michael sides. Jackson. From like, it was like an octopus, like eight sides around Michael Jackson, just storming with children. And they are running. They are wanting to get next to them. Every kid. They are. We are funneling children to Michael Jackson. They all run up to him on stage, and the look of horror on your face was fucking beautiful. And they surround him. He is surrounded all sides, 360 degrees, for football fields. Just children. And then there's he's singing the song, and he's like touching all up on him. Oh yeah, just, there's this he's one all over. He, he's touching their shoulders. He's grabbing them by the way. I mean, he he's his grinding hand, his dick yeah, on him. I'm just kidding. His, <laughs> his hand wasn't on a child for more than a second. Like he was just grappling whoever he could. And then this fucking. Do you remember in grade school when we like threw up that like oh, parachute? Yeah. <laughs> they had this big parachute go up. And he disappeared. And it was so ironic for you being like, we need a new Michael Jackson. And just literally right after, we we just see a transformation of funneling children to Michael Jackson, a known sexual fucking child rapist al allegationist. I don't know if I can know. Fun and the look of horror, you were so broken because you wanted to like the music so much, but you can't get... I mean, this yeah, is perfect. And I know you did it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. You did. It was you so not on purpose. on purpose. It was so scripted. It was the most beautiful moment I've seen because I watched a man break. I watched my best friend break inside because I showed him music that he loved more than almost anything he's found new within the past year. And in 30 minutes, or not, not in 30 minutes, sorry, 30 minutes later, within 20 seconds, I ripped it from your heart. Yep. Because as we have talked about on this episode, the separation of art and artist, you can, you should do it, especially to a point. But when you watch thousands of children get funneled towards someone possibly known for raping and when children, you look at him, it yeah, we didn't a, get to that. Yeah. Look at Michael Jackson after he became white. I mean, he does look real rapey. Yeah. He definitely looks like he's not dating anyone above the age of 12. Yeah, and he didn't again, so. And I just, one of my bad traits, yeah, I just, watching you break. It's okay, because to tie it back into the very beginning of this episode, it's the same feeling that I got when you were nauseous and sick at watching those bodies be ripped apart on Tom Segura's show. Yeah. I loved watching you squirm. Nothing makes me happier 
than to watch, to force you to watch some horribly violent thing and then fuck with you back and forth about whether or not it's CGI or it's real. I love to watch your discomfort. Like, it's just... Yeah, like because it fucks with like me. You, it looks like you become sickly. Like, I do. I do. I become like conserved in my body. I know, like, and I'm I held love back. it. It it just make it brings me such a sense of joy that I just want to like send you snuff films every day. Jesus, which when, when you wake up in the morning, you just see a skull split open from a <sighs> shotgun or some shit. Like I just your squirming brings me joy, and in the same way that mine does you. And uh, which brings up a great topic we'll probably talk about in the future. Friendship. Oh, yeah. Friendship. And uh, I was just going to talk callback humor. Tying things back in like that. That's how it's going to be. Welcome to the new season. Yeah. Jesus. Thanks for that ending. Yep. I thought I was going to be the happy one here, bringing you down. But you brought me right down with you. Good. I'm glad. And that's what friendship is. Yep. Everyone. See you next week. I'll see you next week. Have a fucking great night.